We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been there, done that. Welcome to episode 14, How Do You Make a Four-Year High School Plan? Our first episode in our high school series. Today, we're going to be talking about what you need to know before you start homeschooling high school, what are your homeschool graduation requirements, and how do you plan for your homeschooler's future? And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Maria. Hi, Nicole. How's it going today? It's going great. So one of my kids has returned and I've got another one leaving this weekend. Oh, yeah. My daughter just went back to college and the house is quiet again. Yay. And uh, do you have all of your cutlery, though? I don't know if they accidentally throw it out with the meal or what, but my cutlery drawer, like my, I have no spoons. Yeah. And so I have no small forks and like I've searched the house and my, my kids really aren't take food up to their rooms. So I don't really understand. Like, (laughs) I think it gets thrown away. I don't know. This has been a chronic problem in my life for years and years and I don't know what they do with the cutlery. (laughs) Just, I don't get it. I also have random pieces of cutlery that aren't mine that have been incorporated (laughs) into, and they're gross. They must be from the dorm (laughs) dining hall, because I don't think these are like normal pieces that people would buy. It's very weird. I'm really excited to get started on this year now that all the kids are back to school. Now we have all the museums to ourselves. (gasps) Yes, come out, come out wherever you are, kids. (laughs) Right. (laughs) first episode of our high school series. Yes, I'm super excited about that. So let's get started. We have a lot of stuff to cover. So let's get going. Great. So whether you've been teaching your child for years or are homeschooling for the first time, you need to start with developing a high school plan. Ideally, you'll plan out all four years before ninth grade even begins. But even if you're halfway through their freshman, sophomore, or junior year, and you haven't yet made a plan, you can just start today. Yeah, don't panic. Right. As you guide your student towards graduation, you can tweak the plan as their post-high school goals take shape. Yeah, don't freak out about this. I personally found that homeschooling a high schooler is much easier than younger grades. When it comes to high school, a homeschooling parent shifts their role from teacher to that of more of a administrator or a facilitator. And you're doing a lot more mentoring um, and you do serve as the guidance counselor. Exactly. So our goal from childhood remains the same. We really want to foster a love of learning, but we also have to get down to business with a strong plan for the future. Right. So what do you need to know before you start homeschooling high school? Well, every student is different. So you need to plan their high school based on their interests rather than what an older sibling might have studied. Yeah. Yeah. You need to adapt your lessons to fit your student. Do they need more discussion time, extra time for math, or maybe cut back on some of the work so they can participate in some really awesome extracurricular like theater or they might have a part-time job. Is there another program that you did with your other child that you know now won't work or maybe was a waste of time? So just cut it. 
Yeah. I mean, my older kids sometimes think it's unfair when I alter something for their younger sister that they had to do. But, (laughs) you know, as the homeschool parent, we've grown and learned along the way, too. So. Right. And it's important to know. I mean, I think any parent with multiple children knows that you really can't parent different children the same way because every child has different needs. Exactly. That's why I'm always surprised at how schools do it. I've got three very different learners and personalities in my home. I'm sure you do as well. Of course. But so you want to set some goals. When your student's ready to enter high school, it's important to begin to establish goals together to create an academic and extracurricular activity plan. And there's so many options for your student. And I really do want to emphasize that they don't need to know right now what they want to do for college or beyond that. It's time to start really thinking and talking about options at right. least. My 15 year old really, he wants to do music, but really other than that, he has no idea what he wants to do. So yeah. that's totally normal. And I've always said I'm 48 and I don't know what I <laughs> want to do either. So and a lot of maturity is going to happen in these four years. Students mature a ton between ninth and 12th grade. So you need to keep in mind that a ninth grader will probably not be able to handle the workload of a 12th grader. For sure. Yep. And so keep this in mind, plan accordingly. People will often ask how long a homeschool high schooler's school day is. And this can be a huge range. Right. And it varies with class intensity and grade level. And it like varies with the student too. I've got a student that could drag school work out all day. <laughs> and I have one that can get it done in like 90 minutes. Right. And sometimes when they have a really special task or project, they can take you know, sometimes it can take 12 solid hours every day for a week or more, you know, whatever they got going on. For sure. So one thing to know is it's important to customize the courses. If you can't find a class to fit your students' needs, create your own course. Yeah. Students learn best when they're interested in material. I've done this many times over the years. Uh, One standout example was two years ago when I was planning my son's school year. He's a musician and I really wanted to make a fun and interesting year for him. So I based it on a secular literature based curriculum that a woman named Emily Cook created called Build Your Library. Love Build Your Library. We love that curriculum. So and she doesn't have anything like this. So I just made it myself. And our entire year was an in-depth study of the history of American music. We started studying the early natives and indigenous tribes and their music. And we even made a leather skin drum. That was a lot of fun. Uh, We stretched the leather. We soaked it in water and stretched it. It was really fun. Very cool. Yeah, we studied all American music through the years. Everything from ragtime to disco to hip hop. It was such a fun year. So throughout the year, we read incredible books about musicians and the eras that they lived. And he did so many projects. He built a transistor radio and he even made a (laughs) mixtape. I love it. The 80s era was super fun. Yeah. Did you dig out a bunch of your old ones for (laughs) that? It was so fun. (laughs) As an example. He even built an actual guitar for his year end project. That's cool. That was super fun. And to finish out the year, we went to Graceland, we went to Motown, we went up to Detroit, and we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Ohio, and we just had so much fun that year. Awesome. I remember all of your pictures from that trip. (laughs) And since he was so engaged, he learned so much. I may actually create an entire curriculum for others, so be on the lookout. Yeah, I've I've thought about that many times. So this just illustrates how much you can customize and tailor their education to literally anything that they're interested in. Yeah. Counting credits. You have two options for counting credits for high school, which gives you more flexibility as you make your plan. 
So this can be counted by the amount of work completed or by the amount of time that the work took. Work completed means that the student completed the necessary chapters of the science textbook or finished their math textbook. You can also look at the amount of time that they spent studying the material, which works well when you want to count a course that doesn't necessarily include a textbook by just keeping track of how much they spent reading or writing or working on a project. We'll talk more about this in detail in our next high school series episode, which will be next month. Yeah. So, so another thing you want to do is uh, give your high schoolers some space. High school years are a great time to let them explore their interests, and you also want to be sure to include plenty of downtime for this to happen. Oh, yes, definitely. Yep. These interests may not help with college applications, but they're still extremely valuable, and you never know when a new interest might turn into a lifelong passion. And who knows? Sometimes they do help with college and future. My son, uh, well, all my kids did Model UN, you know, through middle and high school, and uh, his senior year of high school, he decided, oh, I want to join this youth and government group. And I was like, oh, can we even fit that in? It ended up being just awesome. And he was able to even translate it into a paid gig in college because he joined his student council there and he served as Speaker of the House and parlamentarian. And those actually had more money than scholarships. Like what? Involved I didn't those. know that. Yeah, Good yeah. Those had a heavy stipend, and he had all that year. Thanks, Sarah Crouch. He had all those years of parliamentary procedure experience. That he was one of the wow. prime candidates for that, and and one of the youngest to ever hold those positions too. Wow, go Jack! Yeah. That's awesome. Another thing is, it's important to be sure to find balance. Balancing academic and social needs during the high school years is, is crucial. They are learning how to be a friend how to make friends, and how to interact with people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. So as you're planning high school, make certain that you allow time for them to hang out with their friends, go to dances, play board games, all of the fun things that those years bring on. Structured activities typically don't have enough downtime for kids to make friends, so finding and maintaining friendships can sometimes be trickier in high school because a lot of homeschool teens have very specific interests and have gone separate ways with schooling and their extracurriculars. It really made us long for those easy park meetups when then they, <laughs> when they were younger. Oh, for sure. Those yeah. were so simple. Right. You didn't even have to have a plan. <laughs> Um, So you want to stay connected. Uh, Avoid making every single conversation about schoolwork or the future. Oh, gosh, I've learned that the hard way because sometimes they're they're like fearful to talk to me. I'm like, did you get your math done? They're like, oh, mom, I'm just (laughs) avoiding you today. Yeah. And I mean, it's easy to see when they haven't finished their math or their (laughs) biology lab. But the the problem is that damages your relationship when every conversation you have with your child is about their shortcomings. So, you know, your teenager no longer wants to tell you about their successes and they're not going to feel safe talking to you about their struggles so join in with them on the activities that they love play their video games take them to their favorite coffee spot play cards go see a movie you know give you and your child something to talk about other than academics and don't let your internal pressure about getting your kid into college stress everybody out right And we will include some of the links and ideas and everything that we're talking about on our show notes on our website. So be sure to check that out after you listen. We would love it if you would take a second to go out there and like and rate us. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We are on all those streaming platforms. So go out and check us out. Give us a thumbs up. 
So what are homeschool graduation requirements? Well, first you must know what your state requires for homeschoolers to graduate. I have listed on our show notes a link to every state requirement. Check that out if you don't know. It's important to keep in mind that it's often not necessary to comply or refer to your public school graduation requirements, but some parents find it helpful to do so when deciding the courses that their teens will study. Yeah, I personally considered my state graduation standards to be the bare minimum of what I wanted my child to learn. So unless you're in a super restrictive homeschooling state, you typically have the freedom to decide these for yourself. So as you're forming your plan, here's some things you want to consider. Courses of study. Be aware of the requirements and how many credits of each one is needed. Some of the choices you need to make are done for you per state requirements, but others you, you know, get to create on your own. Um, You also want to consider credit hour equivalents. So typically one credit class is three hours a week of work. Um, A half credit is an hour and a half a week. And a quarter credit is 45 minutes of work a week. Actually, I didn't do any quarter credit classes, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like a, I don't even know what that would be. But And again, don't freak out about this. We talk about this in great detail in a next episode. So. Right. Everything will be handed to you throughout the entire high school series. So, And yes. we'll have everything lined up that we're talking about here on our show notes. Mm-hmm. So the next thing you need to think about is what are your own requirements? Remember, you are the school. And so you need to consider what courses are required to graduate from your homeschool. There might be areas of study beyond what the state requires. And what are they? In our homeschool, speech, cooking, and financial literacy are a must. And writing and math are also required every year in my homeschool. Even if my student doesn't want to study science beyond high school, we require a basic understanding of core science subjects, which are typically biology, chemistry, and physics. Another thing really important in our homeschool are studying current affairs, world culture, and diversity, and that's a part of our every single year. So stop and consider what is important to you and what you want to incorporate. Yes, that's really important because while we talk about how important it is for the kids to kind of float their own path and this and that, I personally feel like we do have an obligation to prepare our kids in the best way for whatever they might want to do in the future. So, you know, you might have a kid who's like, oh, I don't want to go to college and I don't want to do this. Uh, Don't bag everything. Make sure that you have set them up appropriately so that if they change their mind later, they did fulfill all the requirements that they need for that. Right, exactly. I feel the same way. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Okay, moving along. So how do you plan for your homeschooler's future? Well, one of the most important factors in making a four-year plan for your student is bringing them to the table. You cannot plan without your student being part of the process, and their input is a must. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is their future. So don't lose sight of the fact that this is their life, and they are the ones that will be responsible for carrying out this four-year plan. It's not all on us, and so we want to be sure that they are part of the planning process from the beginning. For sure. Another thing to think about is to be sure to be open. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that your students' ideas may conflict with yours. Well, there's probably an absolute chance that your students' ideas will (laughs) conflict with yours. So be sure to be open to their ideas. Put them in the driver's seat and help guide them. 
if they want to implement a part of their high school that is not on your radar or might be a different approach altogether, have them make their case. Remember that you are there to facilitate their education. Yep, you're there to mentor them. Your job as the parent during high school is going to transition from teacher to administrator, like we talked about earlier. Uh, We're here to help guide them to navigating high school, but the days of direct instruction, those are slowly fading away. Mm, I miss them so much. (laughs) I know. We're here more to give feedback on work, uh, discuss books and issues, and help them assimilate ideas. Right. The first step in planning for their future is to set long-term goals. That would be life goals, educational goals, and career goals. Yep. So like some example goals might be, I want to do something mechanical, or I want to do something artistic. I want to work with animals. I want to go into the military. I want to travel. I want to volunteer. Right. The second step would be to research. What is the role of education in meeting those goals? You need to determine the pathway to those goals. Is a degree going to be needed? And what level of education is needed? And what type of school would they need to go? Is there certification or licensing required? Determine the entry, the admission, and enlistment requirements on whatever those goals might need. Yep, you want to research sources. When researching the role of education and meeting your students' goals, there are some resources that might be helpful. We're going to link these in our notes. There's a bunch of career educational resources like learnhowtobecome.org. There's different kinds of career links to finding those kind of things. You can also talk to people who are successful in target industries or jobs. Right. My student lived on those websites for probably a good year. You would just go there. It's like, hey, if I want to be an accountant, what would that mean? What do I need to do? How much money can I make? So it's kind of fun for the kids to go out there and just look around on those websites, kind of go through some of the things that interest them. If higher education of some kind is in the educational plan, these goals should be based on the type of college your student plans to attend. When creating a high school plan with your child, it's essential that you select courses that will at least meet the minimum requirements of the type of college or the university that they're interested in applying to. The earlier you and your student explore colleges, the easier it is to make a four-year plan. The plan doesn't have to be set in stone, but having the information will help guide the next four years. My students really at this age, at the early planning, they didn't know what they wanted to do. And your student might not either, but they do know what they like. Yeah, I mean, whether or not your student knows where they'd like to apply right now, you can still check with likely or local colleges just to get an idea of the types of requirements for your students' interests. Uh, Most colleges have requirements listed on their websites. And then as you continue to evaluate your plan, you can get more specific in your search. Right. And college websites are a great resource for you. They can give direction to help form your plan. You can learn about requirements that are beyond graduation. For example, some colleges require three credits of the same foreign language, so you may need to adjust your plan accordingly. You also want to check for homeschool requirements at application time. So a few universities ask homeschooled students to provide unique documentation that might not be required for other students. And not only does browsing college websites allow you to find out the requirements, but it also opens up a whole world of possibilities. Students can learn more about programs they might want to pursue. They'll also find out like some key information about the school's policies and procedures too. Right. That's the first way that Riley really got excited about colleges is when we started to pursue some of the websites. And then we would go to YouTube 
and see some of the reviews and they would actually have like virtual college tours and that was super exciting to get them ignited. Yeah, that. that is so handy. And when researching admission requirements for colleges, such as like required high school courses, your best resource is the college admissions website or the college admissions advisors. And you can totally email them bonkers questions. I did. Right. <laughs> you can, they're prepared for everything and they've heard it all before. So don't feel bad about reaching out with specific questions, especially if they're homeschool related. Colleges are prepared to answer those right. for they're you. They're there to help. That's why yeah, they're there. That's their job. It's literally their job. So um, other sources for college admissions information include Prep Scholar website and CapEx. Those have some good stuff listed. Community colleges are also an excellent choice for continuing your student's education. Most community colleges have open enrollment, and that means that students need to only meet the minimum age requirement and possess a diploma or a GED. However, many specific academic programs within the community colleges may have additional high school credit requirements for applicants. Examples of this are nursing, law enforcement, engineering, cybersecurity, accounting, and many more. So yeah, it's important to research the requirements of, of the specific academic program that the student is interested in. You can make an appointment and meet with the advisors on the community college campus and they can help guide you on the specifics. That's what they're there for. Yeah, they're great. Right. Most will offer free applications and they usually don't require a high school diploma. No. Now, so if your heart is set on an elite institution or like an Ivy League school, you're going to have a little bit more work ahead of you than if you just wanted to attend a state university. But it is absolutely possible for homeschoolers to attend elite institutions. Absolutely. Um, Ivy League and elite schools of higher learning examine high school transcripts to see if high schoolers have chosen a more rigorous course of study. In addition to checking for credit counts by subject, they might also want to see that students have challenged themselves by selecting um, like honors level or advanced placement, AP classes. If available, we found dual credit was a great way to show this kind of rigorous work as well. Ivy League schools might also require admissions interviews and application essays. Uh, They might want an accredited diploma and related extracurriculars, while a state university might only be interested in SAT, ACT scores. Right. Your student may not be college bound and that's okay too. There are so many options for trade, apprenticeship, vocational type studies, and also military service may be something to consider. You may want to carefully research these options as well as some have specific requirements. Uh, For example, I don't think you can attend cosmetology school here with a homeschool diploma. Even though it's accepted everywhere else. Yeah, no, they re- crap. Yeah, they require a GED. <laughs> so that's something to consider. And, and if this is something that will affect your future plans, make time to prepare for what that means for you and your student. Like, yeah, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> you may have college-bound students who are athletes and will be pursuing playing in college or, and or looking specifically for sports scholarships. So for homeschooling parents that have athletes pursuing like NCAA Division One and Two sports, there's additional requirements that you have to be aware of. Uh, my kids did a niche sport, so we didn't have to be mindful of these, but um, some do. So I'll link a Facebook group in our show notes that encourages discussion and information about NCAA academic eligibility process, because we tend to, on all the message boards, we tend to just refer those parents there instead of answering those questions right. in threads. We didn't want to skip that one because some people homeschool because they have an elite athlete. Yeah, absolutely. It en- enables them to have more time to practice or be in a studio or in a gym. So right. um, it's a great option. 
but we don't know a lot about that for (laughs) personally. Okay, so the third step in planning for your students' future is to create a class list. In episode 19 next month, which will be the second episode in our high school series, we will deep dive into core subjects and electives for you. But in this step, you'll also list other classes you may be interested in adding like maybe test prep and life skills. You may also want to start listing non-class items like volunteerism, internships, maybe part-time jobs, etc. Yeah, so for step four, create a plan that makes sense to you. And you can organize this by year, by subject, on a grid, however you want to do it. Uh, Maria loves doing this digitally. I am a construction paper and (laughs) post-it organizer. Like very, very, very basic. <laughs> However you want to do this is okay. You're, you're color-coded post-its. I'm like, what is going on Yeah, they're on all color-coded. <laughs> yeah, and you can move them around, and they're in, like, protective um, plastic <laughs> sheets, three-hole punched. I mean, it is, like, a really cool system. It's just very not digital. <laughs> so you're the only one who's going to see this in the very raw form. So, you know, organize it the best way that you can. Or your friends that make fun of you. True. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so step five is to implement your plan. Now is the time to take everything you've done and put it into action. Know that the plan will probably change, so be prepared for that. And be sure to consider any high school level courses that were taken in middle school that might supplement your plan. Yeah, you'll want to add those to your transcript. Right. Consider using varied methods of learning like online classes, in-person classes, and any independent study, etc. Keep records and or transcript and make sure to issue that diploma. We will be talking about transcripts, diplomas, keeping records and all of that as we move through this high school series. So great. Yay, you did it. It's really that simple. (laughs) We're so excited about this high school series, you guys. We have a lot of information that we're going to cover in 12 episodes, but we hope we got you started a little bit. Right. Getting our feet wet. Yeah, exactly. Next month, we're going to be talking about core subjects and electives. We're going to be going into transcripts, resumes, counselor letters, and school reports. We're going to be talking about applying to colleges and scholarships. We're going to have an entire episode on testing extracurriculars and volunteering and like socialization for high schoolers building friendships dating (laughs) dating yeah we'll talk about first jobs and earning money entrepreneurship and driving and driver's ed we'll also get into episodes about technology we're going to talk about dual credit ap and clep and we're going to be talking about managing your time organizing and study skills so all of these topics are going to be addressed in this entire 12 step series make sure you stay tuned yeah we'll um, have some freebies too right? yes today we are going to have some freebies Yay. we have um a little planner that i created there's actually three sheets uh that we're going to be able to download for free Yay. on our website in our show notes it's going to be about organizing your core subjects and your extracurricular subjects we're going to get into more on specifics on those next episodes so stay tuned We'd like to thank our friend Mary for helping us along the way and sharing some of these resources. Really helped shape our four-year plans, and we are grateful for her expertise. Yeah, Mary is awesome. Love her. She's great. Stay tuned next week for episode 15, which will be how do you teach your child to read? When's my child reading ready? What curriculum should I use? And can I teach reading with games? It's going to be a good one. Yes, I'm excited about that one. Me too. See you next episode.
Cheers. Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast.